Welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm joined today by Allegra Frank. Hello, Simone. Hello, Allegra. We're alone here in the studio, but we're not alone on the show because Ashley O is calling in today. Hi. Hi. I'm so sorry that you're not here. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you have to be on the show. <laughs> Wow, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I literally, you're like, I'm so sorry with no context. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what happened to you, Ashley? Well, I just think that I have to tell our listeners that if you are texting on your phone and walking and turning a corner, you should be careful. Oh. Especially if you're holding a hot beverage in your hand. Oh. Is the beverage okay? Um, you know what? This is the worst part. The beverage was totally fine. If anything, I actually prioritized the beverage's safety over my own safety. <laughs> so the coffee was fine. I was perfectly caffeinated, but my ankle is not. It is being iced. But it will be okay because, um, you know, I don't know if, well, actually, if any of you know, but if you have a recurring injury, like, enough times, I feel like there's so much scar tissue that your recovery time is, like, a lot better each time because your body's like, well, knew this was going to happen. I'm prepared. That's a little bit horrifying, just thinking about that. But I'm glad always prepping that your, for your pain. body, yeah. I'm glad your body yes. is so broken already that you'll heal quickly. I want to become the bionic woman, the first bionic woman with a bionic ankle. You will. <laughs> you will, Ashley. And our listeners can donate to Ashley's GoFundMe to raise money for her bionic ankles. At- <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if, like, it's like, oh, well, what can it do? And you, like, think it's like an Apple Watch, but it's like all it can do is just read your emails. <laughs> Or just actually, like, tell you how many emails you have. You can't even open them. There's just, like, a little badge that's like, you have one email. Oh, my God. Thank you, Ankle. Thank you. Does it have little speakers? Like, it's telling you that? Because you don't want to bend down every time you want to check it. No, you have to bend down and lift your foot up. (laughs) No, I feel like it's a B-grade Apple Watch. Like, something you don't even want. A knockoff. That's so depressing. You got it at the bargain bin. All right, so we're having a... Oh, Chelsea isn't here. (laughs) (laughs) So Chelsea started her vacation early. She's uh, with her family right now, presumably. I don't know where she is. I haven't been in contact with her. She's off the grid! She texted me yesterday. What? She went to a really... She's in Austin. She went to a really awesome store in a mall um, that only sells... It's one, malls are great. We'll talk about this later. But two, it only sells Pokemon stuff. And she sent me pictures. She went to a Pokemon store? Yeah. In a mall. In a mall. Isn't that cool? You know. <laughs> so many Pokemon plushes. And one of them was a Pikachu screaming. And they're all behind glass. So she was just like, is this Pikachu okay? He needs help. Someone free him. Can you text me that photo? Yes. Okay, thank Send you. Send it to both of you. Oh my god, that's the, you know, the vine, or, or not even the vine, where the guy screaming at that kid is like, I'm gonna get you out of there! You don't belong in there! I'm gonna get you out! That's Chelsea right now in Austin. So it is coming up on the holidays, 
which uh, fortunately some of us are taking some time off for. And by some of us, I mean obviously me and Ashley and Chelsea. Um, so Allegra, why don't you ask us about all the fun we're going to have <laughs> next week? We thought it'd be fun to talk about our holiday like gaming and streaming plans since I think we all know that's all we're going to be doing um, I sent you guys the picture. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So I am not taking off because I don't really like the holidays or taking off or doing things that are healthy or being uh, good to myself. So cool. I'm very happy that you guys are doing that. And I'm going to start with you, Ashley, on the phone. What's what's on the agenda for your lovely week off next week? Okay. Let's see. I'm going to – I've saved – saved – the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina holiday special. I want to watch that specifically during vacation time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to finally watch Killing Eve. Yes! I've been waiting so for this moment. Yes, I know. I oh can't wait. And it's going to be so great. I feel like TV and movies are going to eclipse the gaming part um, because I want to break out my... Uh, I think I got this for Blackheart. I like the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition <gasps> trilogy on Blu-ray. I already have it on DVD, but I bought it <laughs> on Blu-ray, partially because it was cheap, partially because I don't know if I told you, but when I opened my box set, the Extended Edition trilogy, the DVDs, I was so happy. But then I took the the, um, the cases out of like the little box, and I don't know what happened to it, but the plastic of the case covers literally disintegrated before my very eyes like in my hands and as I was holding it like shards of like plastic just kept slipping through my fingers what and then yeah I don't know and like the the outside of the box which is like you know this like kind of heavy cardboardish thing but all of the cases in there were just you took them out and it was like dust. It all just crumpled away. And I was like, who? I don't know wow. if I want to play these DVDs. Yeah, it was mysterious. It was like very much the end of Infinity War. But <laughs> <in cases. laughs> wow. So Spoilers. I decided. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, if you don't know that by now, then I'm actually very impressed. Um, it's an honor to be spoiled at this point. <laughs> God, right? Um, and then... Wait. Yes. Here's what you're going to yes. play. I'm interrupting so I can tell you. I'm going to come notice. help you with your Charmeleon problems. Please! <gasps> <laughs> your um, Pokemon Let's Go problem. Yeah, an update to that problem that I don't know if I said on the show. Did I say on the show that actually I, I had the aura reversed? I wasn't supposed to go to Team Rocket. I was supposed to go to You Erica. did say that, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so I did get my Spiro back, by the way. My Spiro is <laughs> you very found powerful. It? Oh, God. I, I, I found it. I retrieved the Spiro. It's extremely powerful, but has learned no new moves. I thought that it would, because, you know, when they level up, they learn new moves. No, it's just like a very high-leveled basic Spiro, and I don't know what to do, because, like, <laughs> It's more powerful than my other flying Pokemon, but it's a spear. I don't don't understand this. I did find the daycare. Now I know where it is, even though the map does not tell me. I know where the daycare is. It has my Q-bone. 
in it. Okay. Great. So your Cuban's going to get super powerful now. I wanted to ask you, speaking of Lord of the Rings, which you might not watch because it's disintegrating, is that a Christmas movie for you too? Uh, I think it's like at least a once a year thing where I need to watch Mm -hmm. all three. Um, I feel like Christmas is the best time for me to watch it. Though I have started another tradition where um, I think The Shining is a Christmas movie. Uh, (laughs) It is, though. It is. So I will be watching The Shining again. Ashley's alt Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, like, a surprising amount of people who do Lord of the Rings marathons at Christmas. It seems like definitely a Christmas thing, maybe because people have, like, the time, you know, yeah. to watch it. Did the well, originals? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like Harry Potter is a very Christmas thing. That's yes, also happy true. Christmas, Ari. <laughs> 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 Best Christmas movie. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh, you know? Happy Christmas, Ron. I think I figured it out. I think, uh... The movies came out in theaters Around in December. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Mm. December oh. 19th, December 18th. Return of the King. It was December 17th. Yeah, yeah. It was December every year. No wonder. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's funny. I don't have any associations with it in theaters with Christmas, but I guess it's it's somewhere in there. It makes sense because, yeah, like people have free time. These movies are three hours yeah. long. Like I feel like. Titanic, which did not come out at Christmas. That came out during, I think, Valentine's Day, perhaps. Um, no, it fucking would. That feels Christmassy to me. In You're s- wrong. Really? When did it come December out? December 19th. Oh, hell yeah. Never mind. Wait, it felt so Christmassy to you? Or That's what, what my Christmas is like. Okay. Someone like always freezes. Someone won't move, even though there's plenty of room on the floating door. We Just always have to sacrifice. We always have to sacrifice someone in the water. Oh God! Add Titanic to your alt Christmas playlist, Ashley. I will. All right. What am I doing? Yeah. What are you doing, Simone? So you're going <laughs> home to Seattle. I'm going, which means, unfortunately, I can't play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I really want to do, but it's on my PS4, so you I won't can't have bring access. That home? Or you don't want Why to? Why would I? Because <laughs> you could play it if you bring people, it. Yeah, a lot of people pack their consoles and then bring yeah, it over. Simone. I guess I would feel like kind of a loser if I like <laughs> went home to see my mom, who I never see, and like pulled out my PS4. <laughs> that being said, I don't have the same feelings about my Switch, which I am bringing Yeah. <laughs> but it's different because like you can put that down and pick it up again and you're not like taking over a whole room of the house. Mm. And you can play it in bed at night, like if mm. you're doing stuff during the day. True. Which I always do. Um, so uh, Also, alternate reason, second reason, because I'm still bringing stuff over from Washington. So oh. I bring a big empty suitcase and I fill it up with shit and I bring it back to New York and then I have new baking supplies. Hey. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having a wire rack for cooling cookies. <gasps> Can't wait. Cookies. Amazing. Yes, I have not had a wire rack for freaking ever and it's driving me out of my mind. That's awesome. How am I supposed to cool things? So anyway. what are you going to play on your Switch in Seattle? Um, I'm going to keep playing Undertale, which, oh, <gasps> hey, what? I thought I didn't have anything to talk about, but I guess I do. We didn't, I did not even know you were playing it. I finally started it. Uh-huh. Yeah, as part of my uh, short game session initiative, GSI 2018. <laughs> Yay. Q, Q4 2018. <laughs> 
um, which is going very successful. Our revenue of game minutes is high. Uh, I started playing Undertale. I was not super into the beginning of it, but once I got to the, like, out of the ruins part, I became more into it. And now I'm at the boss fight with Papyrus, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't beat him. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm enjoying it a lot more. I think it's funny. I think it's cute. Yay. That's yeah. an interesting. I mean, I guess it's short. It took me, like, 12 hours. Okay. So I guess that's, is that in the realm of short for you? It is in the realm of short, yeah. Okay. Com- especially compared to other things that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. I have a, a concern about Moonlighter, which I will also be playing. Like, my whole roster of holiday games is just going to be every game I have on my Switch. So, Undertale, Moonlighter. Um, I, I bought Mario Party finally. I'm going to make my family play it. Yay. Zelda, because uh, I'm almost to the boss fight, or the end of Zelda. Um, the boss fight. The Ganon fight. Um, finally, mm-hmm. after almost a year. Uh, Undertale, I was saying something. Moonlighter, I'm concerned about because there are like four or five dungeons that you can go to. And I've been playing for a while and I've never found a way to unlock one of the other dungeons. Oh. Like I found my way into the forest dungeon through like these weird portals that open into one room. And then you clear that room and then you have to go back to the the golem dungeon, which is the first one. I... And I've only been to like the third level of the Golem Dungeon at mm. most. Mm. And I've been, again, I've been playing for a while. And I don't know, am I doing something wrong? Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. So I'll be playing some more of that. And Zelda, um, kind of get all those shrines. And I think that basically, yeah, all these like nice, kind of relaxing games that I can play on my couch while my mother is coddling the shit out of me. Because I need to be coddled. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's fun. Are you doing, even if you're not taking vacation, Allegra, is there anything you're looking forward to? Like, presumably it'll be kind of slower next week for you. Is there anything you're looking forward to watching or playing? Um, So I will be home alone for, I think, at least 10 days. My roommates are going out of town. Um, which means I will have my beautiful television to myself, my 55-inch 4K UHD TV with Roku built in. Um, <laughs> and you'll be playing Smash on it I will for be hours playing, and hours and hours. I will be playing a lot of Smash Brothers. I don't play anything else. But I also, actually, Ashley, I think you'll appreciate this. Um, my friend was staying with me last week, and she's a huge Persona person. Uh-huh. And she was chastising me for still not having finished Persona 5. So I actually promised her that I would make some headway in that one as well. So I think I'm going to try and spend some time playing Persona 5. Obviously, how, I, yes. How far did you get before you stopped? I am at, you're going to be mad. I just got Makoto. You fool. <laughs> you horrible fool. I just got to the I best girl. I would have yelled at you so much earlier. I know. Oh my God. This was a year and a half ago. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that's when shit really pops off. Also, you didn't even meet Futaba yet, who you would love and adore. I know, I oh, know. No. It's, it's not a oh you situation. <laughs> this is a you need to go home and do your homework. <laughs> well, that is my plan. So I will be working next week, but I, as Simone said, it will be slow. So if there isn't food in the office, I will probably work from home and. That really means I'll be playing Persona 5. Sorry, Mike. Hey. (laughs) Uh. 
Now, Allegra, not to harp on you even more. Okay. But uh, you've been playing Persona 3 and Persona 5 dancing all night, and you say that you have a controversial opinion, I, in my opinion. <laughs> Tell me the opinion. So, actually, great segue, Simone, because part of why Persona 5 came up when my friend was visiting was that I told her I had the codes for these games, the dancing games, and she was like, oh, we have to play them. I need to hear this song and this song and see my best girl, Makoto, and blah, blah, blah. So I downloaded them. And here's the thing. Have you guys, I know Ashley played the demos. Have you played the Persona 4 dancing game? Yes. Oh. Well, here's the thing. Uh-oh. It sucks. And so do these. Wow. But here's here's the other thing. So Persona 4 Dancing, I have all of them. I played Persona 4 Dancing. Like, Why do you have out. them if they suck? Because the people just give them to me. Um, also, I like bad games <laughs> with cute people in them. Um, so Persona 4 Dancing had a story kind of. It was like a visual novel. And then that story was sort of there to justify why they were dancing. So you would, like, go through some scenes with, um, what's her name, uh, Rise, and then you would do a dance related to what she was talking about, blah, blah, blah. So there was, like, a story mode. In this in this pair of games, Persona 3 and 5 Dancing, literally they have the exact same premise. They start the exact same way with almost the exact same assets, just replaced with the relevant characters, and oh, it's just no. like, What's going on? And then the people from the Velvet Room are like, we are having a ball. We have challenged each other to a dance-off. And then they're like, okay. And then they just dance. Like, that's it. There's no story. It's literally just a dancing free play mode. These games, like, they borrow the Hatsune Miku style of gameplay. And I'm a huge rhythm game fan, let me just say. Love rhythm games. They borrow that kind of gameplay, but it's so bad. And it's especially bad on my beautiful 55-inch 4K UHD television with Roku <laughs> Because the screen is much too big. Because basically, like, (laughs) my 55-inch screen is much too big. (laughs) Ashley, how dare you laugh at Allegra and her horrible problem of having a TV... That's just too big and beautiful. Allegra with her like little tea time gloves, like taking them off. It's much too big. Oh no, <laughs> this is much too big. And so the different controls you have to hit are on the two sides of the screen. So like the left side will show you like a certain set of buttons you have to press, and mm-hmm. the other side shows you the other set of buttons, and the buttons go toward those sides. So I'm looking from one side of the 55-inch TV to the other, ah. and I'm like, this is far too much space. This diameter is just not <laughs> appropriate. Um, you know what? Playing Persona 4 Dancing All Night on the PS Vita that it was meant for was a fun experience, and yeah. there was a cool girl band, and also a message of loving yourself and it was enjoyable well persona 3 and 5 do not have those but they do have some good music would you like it better if it were on a smaller tv yes literally i'm not trying to be an asshole about my beautiful tv that i know i can't stop talking about what kind is it again it's a tcl 4k 55 inch uhd tv with roku built in um what's the serial number again i think it's the 9000 series I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I have to double check, but um, I. And this is your last episode on the show. Yeah. It's so. Wow, I'm sad. so sorry. We're gonna miss you, Allegra. <laughs> I'm gonna go work for TCL now. 
But like literally, it just feels like there's way too much space. Like it's just, you have to look. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not kidding though. Like I have to look so far from one side to the other to see the buns and they go really fast. Oh my god. If only uh, what if I had a smaller TV that would just fix everything. Oh, I am that, like I said that's not the game's fault. I think you're talk I think what you're trying to say is that the game is good but the TV is too big. <laughs> Um, oh, TV is too I, big. I, I played a little bit of Persona, 5, the Persona Five dancing game um, on a regular size TV. It was uh, actually very hard for me, but that's because I also haven't played any of the other Persona dancing games, and I know there's like a specific system and kind of thing you need to get into, which I had a lot of trouble with in the beginning. However, I don't know. I, I had a great time. Just I think it's just because of watching Morgana dance. Like, mm. all I wanted <laughs> was to watch Morgana do, like, his dainty little footsteps, his little two-step. Oh, that <laughs> sounds cute. adorable. It is cute. And the music is very good, I will say. So, aren't they, like... Do they like sing to each other or they, they're just doing the dances? I don't really remember in terms of like the music. They're just doing the dances, but the one cool thing in this game versus the Persona 4 game is that some of the later songs that you unlock, like instead of just being one character, like just Morgana dancing, it'll be Morgana and the rest of the guys in the cast doing yeah. like a boy band thing. And I don't think they <sighs> sing in that though, but it's still more like choreographed group music video, which is really cool. Can I say something great about the Persona 4 dancing game? Yes. Yosuke is in it. <laughs> and apparently he wears like a little cat costume, which I'm looking at now because I'm Googling it. Um, and I, 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 that's all. That's all I have to say. It's just <laughs> Yosuke is, is there, is the great thing about that game. You can watch him dance. You can you make him dance. dance. This is true. You make him dance. <laughs> Do you guys want to have some emails? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless you're not done talking about Persona. Oh, I'm done with Persona. Okay. <laughs> I am done. talking about your TV that is far too large. It's, it's the television I'm not done talking about, but that's okay. Ah! We'll find a way to bring it up again. <laughs> what if, Allegra, you put the TV on one side of the apartment and then you walked all the way to the other side of the apartment? Yes. And you'd put, like, a good 15 feet between you and the TV? Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's uh, a pretty good idea, actually. Because I definitely think my 55-inch screen will look a little bit smaller. Just a tad from far away. Your your TV uh, may be enormous, but your living room is just pathetically small is the problem. That's or true. Or you put your TV... You put it right by your window. You go downstairs. You go outside. <laughs> oh. You look up from the sidewalk. She's You're, standing in the courtyard. Wireless, you have a wireless controller. That's what it's for. <laughs> Ashley O, I like where your mind's going. She's brilliant. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to spend money on a new smaller TV now. That's true. This first email is from Justin. Hey, Polygon crew. Somewhat short-time listener, first-time caller here. Do any of you have any weird or bad gaming habits? 
It could be around the physical act of playing games, like falling asleep while playing, tongue out, smiley face, I think calling out Allegra Frank, (laughs) or something you do in-game. Here are two of mine. First, are my hoarding tendencies in just about any game with inventory space for the player character. I end up holding onto pretty much every potentially useful item I come across, thinking, hmm, this may come in handy later, and then never actually using most of them. For some games, it doesn't cause much of an issue, it just means scrolling through dozens of items to find what I'm looking for. But for other games like Fallout or Skyrim, it means I spend most of the time, um, yeah, most of the game past the inventory limit and over-encumbered. Fun. My other weird habit happens in just about any game my brother and I both own. For reasons not entirely clear, I'll self-impose a ban to prevent myself from using any of the stuff my brother does. So, for example, I don't use any of the Pokémon that he does, any of the characters he uses in fighting games, etc. I'm pretty sure I started doing this when we were kids growing up, but I have no idea why I still do it some 18-plus years later. Alright, that's all for me. Keep being great, y'all, and happy holidays. Justin B. Nope. Not Bieber. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. That makes me think it is Bieber. It's probably Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber? Bieber! No! It's Justin Bieber. It is Justin Bieber. Oh. Okay, Justin Bieber. Got it. Thank mm-hmm. you, Justin Bieber. Oh, I have the same hoarding problem. I don't know about you guys. God, me too. It's Oh, man. I only have memories of Skyrim of just constantly being overcumbered all the time and I would dump all of the junk at my house but um, I don't know and you know what I do that in Destiny 2 mm-hmm. uh, not Destiny 2 the sequel like Destiny the franchise <laughs> Destiny comic. as oh, oh. well yeah yes as well <laughs> um, I actually had to get Mike McWhorter to teach me how to stop hoarding them. He's like, he told me, Ashley, you don't need to hoard these. And I was like, I know, but what if I make another character? What if I need these? (laughs) You know, if you put them in your little, uh, I like to call it a safety deposit box, your other characters can (laughs) access these items and weapons as well. So uh, apparently what you can do is like break them down into either raw materials or you can, like, infuse them into other guns to make a more powerful one. And so he's like, why are you not doing these? Why are you just hoarding these guns? And I keep saying, like, but I need one of each. And he's like, you don't. I'm like, but what if I do? Uh, and same with, yeah, all of the wheels of cheese that I have in Skyrim. <laughs> all of my apples. Why? I don't know. I like to pick up apples. It's the same thing. Um, I hoard things. I also, in terms of physically, um, I, I hate to admit it, but I really hold on to that PS4 controller really hard. I mean, I think sometimes like I, I will realize like I'm just gripping it or like pressing the buttons way harder than I need to. I blame Mario Party 64 for this. Mm. Have you like rubbed the, the rubber coating off your PS4 thumbsticks? Oh my God, Simone! Yes, (laughs) I have. The left one um, totally got fucked up. I had to peel it off, so I I ordered um, a set of those, like, you know, kind of silicone covers. You put it on them, and this has been exclusively for the left stick and controller uh, pasties. No, because then that implies that I'm tweaking. 
shaking the controller so hard that I have to get it new nipples. Ew! No! Well, that's what you said. You said pasties. It's so, true, though. Uh, it is. But then, yeah, I just actually last night I had to replace my third cover, I think, in the past, God, I don't know, six months. Oh, wow. wow. Aim too hard. This is like your teeth Not grinding, trouble. but in hand form, and your controller is the know. victim. I don't know. You know what? I think it's. I think it's. I blame Overwatch. I, I don't think that I would be as nearly as like aggressively handling my controller if if I were playing something soothing like Journey or like Wonder Song <laughs> or something nice. So maybe if people were better teammates in Overwatch, Ashley wouldn't have to keep replacing her controller pasties. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, and also I hunch over a lot. I know I can't, like, sit back on the couch, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. lean my back. The hunching. The, I don't, hunching is real. I Yeah, I can't do a relaxed gamer pose, which is what I call not hunching. Mm. It's, it's freaking impossible. <laughs> Y'all need to get like gamer chairs or something no <laughs> i would still hunch I guess Wait, i'm so. hunching right now that's true that's just american I society I would, hunch, I would hunch even with a gamer chair because mm-hmm. for some reason i feel like i try to adopt the relaxed sit back pose but then i feel like i don't know i assign this completely arbitrary like correlation between my sitting pose and like how well i'm doing it so, feels like you're doing better when you hunch it feels like yeah, yeah. Like when you're at attention, you gotta like lean forward, and it's it, like once you do that or see a friend do that, it's the oh shit, they mean business pose. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Allegra, what are your bad habits? Um, well, I don't know if they're bad. <laughs> I don't think I have any bad habits. <laughs> but okay, so a weird thing I do that also speaking of Mike McWhorter, he hates uh, when I'm playing Pokemon. Uh oh, I. Always, whenever I'm like trying to catch a Pokemon, I have to repeatedly hit the B button. Always. And if Pokemon Go, I'm always just tapping on the Pokeball. Like if I throw a Pokeball and I'm hoping to catch it, I just, I cannot just let it sit and see what happens. I have to just keep pressing the button because in my head, I feel like that will help keep it in there. Okay. In Pokemon Go, you tap the, the ball that's like shaking around? Yeah, on the screen. So I'll just be, like, furiously tapping it. Where, where did that come from? It comes from me playing the, like, the Game Boy games, too, of, like, okay, I threw a ball, and now I want it to actually work, so I'm just tapping. Like, I just have to be tapping to make sure it's actually going to be in there, which, of course, does not do anything. The it doesn't B work. Button? Yeah, it would always be the B button. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a thing. Huh. And um, so when I'm playing Pokemon Go at work, because that's when I play it, which isn't me dicking around. It's because Mike always tells me to play it. He's like, you don't need to do that. And I'm like, I think I know what I need, Mike. I think I know what I need. It's your ritual. Exactly. He's like, you don't need it. I'm like, yes, I do. Don't tell me, man. Um, So that's my really annoying thing. But another (laughs) I guess that's my bad habit. But another thing I do that I would say is more weird, but I think is sort of cute, is another... It's like a a general RPG thing, I think, but especially for Pokemon. Um, I always... Like, if I'm saving my game and I have the possibility to, like, fast travel somewhere, let's Mm -hmm. say I'm saving the game, but I'm at a part where, like, I'm near a dungeon or something. If I have the chance to fast travel, 
I must fast travel to a place that I consider to be my home. And usually wow. that is not my actual home. So in Pokemon, right, you have a home, like you live with your mom, and then you go on your adventure. That's not my home. My home is the Pokemon Center in Goldenrod City. Like, that feels like home to me. Like, that's my home base. So you fast travel there every time you save and quit the game? Yeah. So I would literally, like, let's say I'm on the complete other side of the map and I need to be there. I'm like, oh, but I got to turn the game off. I will fly all the way back to Goldenrod City. This is new information <laughs> to me. You won't, you won't save where you are and then just shut it off? I real like, if I have the option not to, I will take that option. Assuming I can go back to that place fairly easily, but even if I have to, like, run there or something, like, I don't feel comfortable leaving my character just outside. What is the most inconvenient game that you've ever done that in? Hmm. I mean, Pokemon, it's definitely annoying to do that in. I'm trying to think if there was some, like, I think in Kingdom Hearts I've done that. Okay. Kingdom Hearts is a little bit different because there's save points. Do you go back to Traverse Town? No. I'm trying to think of where I would go. I'd usually go to something like Olympus Coliseum or whatever. Okay. Yeah, because that one you can just keep going back you to. You fly there in your fucking gummy ship? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I do that. <laughs> I just don't want to leave him alone in the Pirates of the Caribbean world. And he's not alone. Donald and Goofy are with him. But they're him. outside, and I don't like that. <laughs> I totally forgot it was called a gummy ship. I just remembered how fucking ridiculous that game is. Gummy ship. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> the gummy ship rules. Simone got so incredulous just now. Like, you're using your fucking gummy ship. <laughs> your impression of me. Oh my bad. God. It was bad. Oh um, but, God. like, today I was playing Octopath Traveler just to test something. And I had to save. And that's another kind of game where, like, you, there are save points. Um, and it was the same thing where I was like, I don't want to really be outside. And I literally was just playing it to test something. And I think I ended up saving it outside, but it really pained me. Like, I literally wow. was like, I need to go to this city that is very far away from where I am for this game I hardly ever play just <laughs> because I don't want my characters to be cold. I don't like that. It's sad to me. How do you know like, that they're cold? It just seems like they would be. Just imagine sleeping outside. Wait, hold on. Even if it's what if it's like a nice tropical area, would you still go to home base anyway? Yes, because it's just so uh, sad. I don't want anyone sleeping outside if they don't have to. They're, they're on the beach, maybe, or or is it like you have to go to an inn, or they have to be in a town? They really should be in a building. So, like, if in, if there is an inn, that's preferable. If it's a house, if it's a store, as long as they are not just being exposed to the weather, to the inclement weather that is likely going to happen while the game is off. As soon as you shut down the game, it's snowstorm time. Yes. This is so yeah. – we're going to have to keep unpacking this, I think, over many episodes. I of, have a lot of weird habits, as we I, all you know. Do. And even Justin got to it. I'm oh weird about games. I think my my hoarding is justified, justified in Assassin's Creed Odyssey because there are so many weapons in that game that are like legendary tier or rare tier. And if you upgrade them, they get more powerful. But also they have like cool names and like they're special, not just like Spartan Sword, legendary Spartan Sword, but like 
Aries's hammer or something like that. Made that up. And I feel bad either selling those or breaking those down for parts because there's like this part of me that's like, but what if it's probably the only one? It could be the only one. Yeah, that makes me feel it. Can't get rid of that. Yeah. Can't get rid of my legendaries. That's a thing in Fire Emblem for sure where you're supposed to break down things. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually okay with that if I have multiples, but I do also feel very upset if I only have one, mm-hmm. even if it's crap. Even if it's crap? Yeah, I get that. This next email is from Alex. Hey, Polygang. Thanks for making the show every week. I love hearing from four powerful women on my way to university. It makes me feel like one day I, too, may become a powerful woman. You talk about Return of the Obra... Your talk, haha, about Return of the Obra Dinn recently convinced me to buy the game. Thanks. And I was super excited when I booted it up and it told me I was being dispatched to Falmouth. That's because I live in Falmouth. As in, my real flesh form resides in this little town in Cornwall, (laughs) England. Falmouth was a pretty... (laughs) Falmouth was a pretty important port town in England. Wow, Good job, Alex, with this sentence. Falmouth was a pretty important port town. (laughs) That's a tongue twister. Thank you. In England for hundreds of years. So it has a cool history, mainly to do with mail. So maybe not so cool. I think it's cool, actually. But I've never heard it mentioned. That was me interjecting, not Alex. I've never heard it mentioned in a game before. The population is about 20,000, so that shouldn't be surprising, I guess. But it made my heart flutter because I love being here studying at uni. My question is, are there any games that feature specific locations y'all associate with? What's the most familiar place in a game for you? Thanks for reading this, and have a great day. Do good and drink some water. Alex. Mm, I should drink water. I should also drink water. You want to fight for that water? (laughs) God dang it. Let's split it. Ashley, there's one water bottle in the room today, and I was about to say, Simone and I should fight for it, but then she grabbed it. But I guess we're sharing it. We're sharing. You want to go first? Yeah, I want to get my germs all over this. Okay. I just Wait, dribbled so I, it down I, I my chin. for some reason <laughs> that there was going to be, like, a spooky twist that she realized <laughs> um, that this is where it took place and that maybe one of the passengers was a distant relative. Oh, and God. Something spooky was going to happen. But, no, it turns out it was just a nice, heartfelt email. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, definitely, like, the New York City ones, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um I think when the, the the division first came out, which that was actually not that long ago, um, that that was really there was a lot of time and care I think in rendering like the different blocks, and all of those were really recognizable and super cool. I think for. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say for me, uh, I must said Return of Edith Finch. What is that game called? What remains? What remains of the <laughs> <laughs> What remains of the Oberdin is actually an extremely accurate title for that game, uh, well, and the Return of Edith Finch is actually an extremely accurate title for that game because Edith is going back to her family home. Um, I actually wrote about this on the site, but um, it takes place in the Pacific Northwest, so that whole setting uh, in the forest on the water is so, so familiar to places where I grew up, and they did an incredible job with that. And even even the house kind of feels like, apart from its fantastical add-ons, it feels like one of those houses that you would find in the forest in the Pacific Midwest, just a very specific vibe. And then on top of that, the interior of the house, again, fantastical additions aside, reminded me so much of my grandmother's house in Vermont because it was just that kind of 
magical feeling and then piled with stuff and all of the stuff has a story attached to it. So that game like got me on on two levels where it felt like, oh, this is absolutely somewhere that isn't real at all, but it it feels emotionally real, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. I was trying to think if I had anything like that because I remember you resonated or that resonated with you. But we all, I can, all resonating on one level. <laughs> the only thing I can really think of is sort of what Ashley was getting at, too, of, like, New York City being in a lot of games. Like, um, the two examples I can think of are in Metal Gear Solid <coughs> 2, one of the greatest games of <laughs> all time. There is a really pivotal moment at that takes place at, like, the Federal Stock Exchange or whatever it's called that's nearby, like, right on Wall Street, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and on a very specific day in the game, they, like, go there. So this year on that day, which I think was April 29th, uh, I went there just to be like, this is what they did in Metal Gear Solid. And, like, in Metal Gear Solid 2, they actually have, like, photos and videos of that. So it's cool that that's right by our office. Yeah. Um, not to tell Ooh. people where we work. But <laughs> the other thing, very also similar to that, um, is I was recently playing I, – I was on a Marvel um, podcast and video, Women of Marvel, and they had us doing this thing, this, like, challenge to race from one place to this other point on the map um, and, in Spider-Man. PS4. So obviously that takes place in New York and they've done some adjustments. So it's not a one-to-one recreation of New York recreation, but the specific points they wanted us to like travel from for this challenge were right by our office. Uh So I was like, ah, yes, that's (laughs) this street and that's that street. And yes, you would go that way to go to the bridge. So literally (laughs) I was doing the thing and they were all like, oh, you actually live here and work there. Like you should know how to do this. And I came in dead last because I was like, well, one, I'm bad. But two, <laughs> I was, like, too busy being like, this is not accurate, but this is. That's the thing. Like, with Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, I also had that issue. Not issue, but, you know, when you are familiar with a place, the little differences can throw you so much. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. whenever I drove to a new place, I'd be like, okay, wait, is this is Times Square? Is this Times Square? It's Times Square, right? Like, it's vaguely where Times Square um, should be. Here are some things that look like they're saying Times Square. Yes, this is Times Square. It's just this lack of mm-hmm. recognition of what you do know so well. I feel like it must be especially annoying because at least Ashley and I live in Brooklyn, and that game's pretty much just in Manhattan, right? It's all in Manhattan, Right, yeah. yeah so, And you live yeah. in Manhattan. I mean, but both of you have lived in New York far longer than I have. <laughs> I'm pretty true. sure you know Manhattan better than but I do. But I just feel like if, if an area that was purportedly my area yeah. was in the game— I would be really mad that, like, no, that's not where that should be versus I'm pretty sure, like, the area where you live is yeah. in the game, mm-hmm. right? It is. Yeah. Kind of. Um, do you – sorry to derail the conversation. I thought of the time – have you ever done a different thing where, like, you go to a place that was in a video game, it's, like, based in real life, and then you freak out even though, like – so, like, an example is uh, that uh, green subway car in Tokyo where that politician is in Persona 5, or where, like, he always is. And it's, like, right outside the subway. And then when I saw the car, I was like, it's the politician car in Persona 5. <laughs> I mean, and then, like, the worst part to me is, like, 
I think I often wonder when, like, if people ever go to like Italy, for example, or mm-hmm. go to Florence or Rome, and I feel like the first thought I'd have is like, it's just like Assassin's Creed too. <laughs> it is true <laughs> that every time I see a picture, I haven't been to. Wait, I have been to Florence. But it was a long time ago. Every time I see the picture of that big church in Florence, I think, oh, yeah, I climbed that. Like the prototypical, (laughs) duh, Mm. Assassin's Creed reaction of, oh, yeah, I climbed that. And then they'll, like, you know, show different basilicas and I'll see people's, like, travel photos on Instagram or something. And I'm like, I know that place. I've been there. It's like, no, (laughs) Ashley, you haven't actually been there, you idiot. Or have you? I know. I mean, that's definitely how I felt with that Metal Gear Solid 2 moment, but not to annoy you, Simone, but there are a lot of games that take place in, like, the PNW. So, which, first of all... The Pacific Northwest. The PNW. PNW. The PNW? Do they call it that? We do, but it sounded gross the way that (laughs) Ashley said it just now. PNW sounds like a like a chain of convenience stores that I didn't have growing up. <laughs> the PNW. Um, so I played a lot of games that take place out there. So now I like we're we're going there soon. We but are. Last time oh, I was yeah. there, yeah. Last time I was there, I very much was like trying to get that same sense that is conveyed to me in things like. Um, well, I didn't play Youth Finch yet, but Life is Strange Two or Life is Strange, I guess, and like. I don't know. Twin Peaks, not that that's a game. But I also will say um, when I played Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs 2 with you very briefly. Oh, yeah. That's in San Francisco. And I remember then going to San Francisco a couple months later and I was like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of that street in Watch Dogs 2. It's that's Watch really Dogs. cool. It's Watch Dogs 2. I hacked that. Yeah. I hacked that. <laughs> I hacked that. I'm a white girl. Uh, thank you for the very good questions, Alex and Justin. Um, that's how we do the end of the show, isn't it? We just go right from emails <laughs> into the end of the... I was like, what's missing here? I guess that's sort of the end of the show. But um, should we tease what's coming up? Oh, yeah. Got some good things coming up. Good idea, Allegra. Thanks. So um, next week's episode uh, will be our Game of the Year episode. And as you know, uh, maybe, hopefully, we're not doing <laughs> a regular... We're not talking about Polygon, the website's... Game of the Year. We are creating our own awards show and giving out our own special good awards that will be the most official. They'll be better than Metacritic. They'll make Metacritic be wrong in response because I think that's that's what everyone cares about, right, is what Metacritic says. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I've been reading the comments on Polygon a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be doing that next week. Uh, and then we'll be back for our regular show the first week of January. And that week we'll be talking about our most anticipated games of 2019. So if you if you all have any uh, games that you're anticipating that are coming out in 2019 that you want to tell a story about or something, uh, email us. Let us know. And you can do that at polygonshow at polygon.com. And, of course, if you enjoy the show, please give it a rating on Apple Podcasts. That will help other people find the show, and then they'll enjoy the show, and then they'll give it a rating on Apple Podcasts, and then it'll become so powerful, which is so cool. Uh, Also, some people have noticed this already, but we are going to be at PodCon 
in Seattle. Yay, my hometown. Uh, not my hometown at all. Uh, <laughs> January 19th through 20th, 2019. We're going to be there. Uh, I don't think they have released an official schedule yet. But they have said that we'll be there, <laughs> which is super exciting for us. Uh, I think it's going to be our very first podcast convention uh, before Pod X, which, as we know, is happening in May. Uh, so if you can't make it to Nashville, if you're like, oh, gosh, I live on the West Coast. I'd love to see the Polygon show, but I can't. Go t- consider, consider, consider mm. PodCon. <laughs> Our friends, the McElroys, will be there. Our dear friends, the McElroys, will be there. And also, uh, like, Welcome to Night Vale will be there. A lot of really cool people will be there. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> intimidating. <laughs> it's very, very, very scary. I'm having anxiety dreams. Yes. Oh, God, Mike Hurley, uh, my boss at Relay, is going to be there. He did contact me about that. That's cool. My other podcast is going to be there, but not me. Uh, Anyway, so if you are interested in that, you can go to podcon.com, P-O-D-C-O-N.com. Check that out. uh, Check out tickets, et cetera. I hope that we'll see you there. Uh, We'd love to do a meetup. And if we organize something like that, we will let you know on this, The Polygon Show. And this has been The Polygon Show. 